0: Good day folks my name is John and I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast you humble me and you honor me with your sacrifice and I pray that the words that I say the message that I have this day the thoughts and considerations will reach you in kind and at the very least give you something to think about. This is a very interesting one, I think. An interesting culture that I have noticed amongst my Christian brethren. And it's very hard to start off with this podcast because the topic is something that we should all be very familiar with. In fact, it is something that we should be practicing on a day-to-day basis. You see, I have told you that I am and have been a terrible person. It is only by the grace of God that I am here with you today. It is only by the grace of God that I have the understanding and awareness that I do. For you see, when I did a number of terrible things many years ago, I hurt a lot of people. And a lot of those people I reached out to, and I asked forgiveness. I said, I have done wrong. Please forgive me and the responses that i received were rather mixed for you see i'm of a mind to believe that forgiveness is indeed a gift as is reconciliation it is a gift and i have been graced with that gift both of them actually I have been graced with men and women who have said okay show us show us that you have repented show us that you are a changed man show us it's more than just words John just show us it is a challenge indeed To lay one's predilections at the door and abandon them when you walk into the to to the temple to the Lord to say father forgive me make me whole and right and I remember the first man whom I stood before and I said I've done wrong forgive me and this man a new Christian who has who had just come to know the Lord said I cannot forgive you interesting a man who Subscribes to Christianity who bends his knee to the Lord who has prayed before me Looked at me point-blank and said I cannot forgive you I shook my head and I said I Understand Thank you nonetheless On another instance, a woman who holds much resentment to me, again, a Christian, said in so many words, Jesus might be able to forgive, but I cannot. Very troubling. And yet another brother of mine, whom I have referred to as a prophet, whom I love, we had a falling out. And I asked him to leave. The circumstances of our separation were difficult. And we're not good. And I told him, I'll call you in a week or so. And we can talk about this. Unfortunately, a week or so turned into a few months. And I messaged him. "Hmm, Kind way. And I said to him, I apologize but what is a few weeks or months in the kingdom I would like to meet with you and reconcile with you. And this brother of mine, whom I identify as a prophet of sorts, certainly a man of the Lord, referred back to me in a very snide way, pretended he did not know who I was, And I know he knew who I was. And said, oh, I'm sorry. I think you have the wrong number, the wrong address. And this was over Facebook. So he knew who I was. Called me by a different name and said, well, I wish you well. Good day. God bless. Okay. Thank you. And that one hurt because I wanted to reach out and reconcile a wrong. And say, "Please, let's talk about this." And just recently, after an argument with another man whom I consider to be a brother, who bends his knee to the Lord as I do, messaged me and used a very peculiar wording that I would talk about next week about how we marginalize and minimize our friendships. And it was very nice and sanitary. I harbor you no ill will. I bid you well. This is not how I wish to terminate our social, uh, our social contract. It was not in a Christ-like way. And I replied to him. I said, look, I'm sorry. I apologize. I realize where I was wrong. Probably said some things I shouldn't have. Maybe um, I'm sorry. We were, we were both wrong, I think. I'll take my responsibility deeply. And I said, I'd like to get together. We can reconcile. Interesting to me. No answer. But you want to know who reconciled with me? Who has reconciled with me? The man whom has humbled me more than anybody else. The man who honors me the most. The man whom I would never have expected. Oh, it was not my Christian brethren. No, no. He is a man whom I have come to admire, a man whom I did wrong to, a man who was involved in a situation of my own causing. For you see, the man who acted the most Christ-like is one who does not bend his knee to Christ. For you see, a number of years ago, I made a choice. I made a choice. With this man's girlfriend. Yes, I betrayed. Guilty. When the dust settled, when the dust settled, I reached out to him once, and I said to him, "I am sorry." Now, of course this was in a long list of apologies, starting, first and foremost with the Lord, going right to my wife, and then everybody else in my life. I am sorry. And he said to me something very interesting. I don't know, we'll see, and that was years ago. I don't know, we'll see. He didn't dismiss me, didn't cut me off. And then one day he messaged me out of the blue. How have you been? And then one day he stepped back into my life. And then one day we found ourselves in Constant communication as friends. Now, how is it that this man who does not bend his knee to the Lord can act more Christ-like than those people that are so diligently going to church and I am accused of being a whitewash tomb? Oh, there is a problem in the church indeed. There is a problem in the church for once is a curiosity Two might be a coincidence. Three times. Three times. Oh, there might be a pattern, but four times. This is an epidemic. I am a difficult man indeed, but how is it that the man whom I betrayed most greatly has more compassion and mercy to say, you know what? You have changed. There's something worthwhile here. I want to reconcile. There's something here. And he humbles me. He humbles me. Now, somebody might say, why are you looking to these people? I'm not looking to these people. But when I have our Lord and Savior, Yeshua of Nazareth, Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the Messiah, when he is saying to go out and forgive and reconcile and my brothers and sisters in Christ tell me that they cannot, that they will not, that they will dismiss me as a social contract, I would say this, there's something wrong with you, you whitewashed tombs, because you've got the atheist over here who's saying, I will show you mercy. Now, maybe they're showing mercy for themselves, but here's the interesting thing. Maybe there's an understanding inside of them to say, you know what? I made mistakes. I'm human. I screwed up, and I recognize that I screwed up. And there is a universal constant to that. We are told this, that the law is written on our hearts. How many other universal constants are there, I wonder? And yet, over here, our brothers and sisters, all oh, please, go to church, bend your knees, break your backs, feel great about yourselves. Man, aren't you a great holy roller? But I will tell you this, the one who shames us all is the one who follows the words of Christ, but does not know Christ. There's a problem here, people. There's a big problem. To be sure, I had another brother. Now, this man, this man broke my heart. And I had the the privilege to tell him this the other day. I told him the story of what had happened all those years ago. We're going back a little bit more again. For you see, after all was said and done, after the truth started to come out, after the poison was removed from my veins, after the thorns were ripped from my sides, I went back to the church of my youth and I saw a brother there. And he said, Johnny, where have you been? This guy's cool, I like him. I don't agree with it. We don't always agree, but that's all right. He's a good guy, he's a good man. And I told him what happened. Now this man whom I have known for many years, looked at me and he said, Johnny, wow. And by the way, not many people can call me Johnny. He can do it. It doesn't. I don't flinch when he does it. And he said to me, welcome home. Knowing what I had done. Knowing the sins that I had committed. Now there's a man of God There's the man whom is acting in Christ-like ways. And it's striking to me. It is striking to me. We break our arms, patting ourselves on the back. Look at how great I am. Oh, I can forgive. Yep, that's great. That's awesome. That's wonderful. But reconciliation. Oh, no, no, man. I said I forgive, and I have forgiven all of my brothers and sisters and all of these people who have said these things to me. I hold them no, ill will. None. And if they walked up to my door and said, I want to reconcile, let's do it. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Because, you see, what people don't understand is this. You see, we all bend our knee, or we say we do, to the same God. We call him Yahweh, we call him Jehovah, we call him Elohim, El Shaddai. These are the names that we are directing ourselves to. It is the singular God. The God of Abraham, the the God of Isaac, Jacob. And yet, here we are, unable to reconcile with ourselves within the church. But here's a problem. You see, we are to be inheritors of the kingdom of heaven. We are to be made whole in Christ, and we are to be made one with God. That means we will all be one with God. That means something very important here. We will be one. And what we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And what we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And I would rather loose my loose my unreconciledness here and now. Rather than take it with me. Rather than take it with me. This is not to say that I'm looking for outside sources, but... Goodness gracious me, when, when those outside of the church proper, when those outside of the body of Christ are not reconciling, are not owning up to themselves, are not humbling themselves. And I have been brought low. Man, I'll tell you what, I have been. I have been brought low. Because I understand when you stand on a soapbox, man, somebody kicks you down, especially yourself. You look back up that soapbox, you say, oh my goodness, I was the idol up there. I'm not the idol. I don't belong up there. The Lord belongs up there. And this is what the Messiah was talking about. We're going to disagree. Peter and Paul will disagree. Sure. We're going to disagree. I disagree with a lot of people. Sometimes they disagree loudly. Sometimes people disagree loudly with me. And I'm guilty, absolutely. But you know what? I've at least had another friend who actually owned up to it and said, you know what, John? And this guy was, was way back. He had nothing to do with anything. And we had a squabble over something stupid. And again, he's another one. He doesn't bend his knee to the Lord. Some sort of different, entirely different heritage and culture. And he came to me and he said, Look, you know what? We had an argument. You said something, I said something, and everybody's saying one thing. Let's clarify this. Let's talk about what happened. So we went into the back of my in the back of my shop and we talked about it. But again, is it any wonder why there's a problem with the Christian church? Because the Christians aren't acting like Christians. We're not. We're guilty. That doesn't mean we should walk around breaking our backs and and whipping ourselves. It means we got a problem that we should fix. If you bend your knee to the Messiah, Yeshua of Nazareth, who was put up on that cross for your sins and my sins, and we are commanded to reconcile as the Lord has reconciled with us, and your answer is, Jesus might be able to forgive, but I can't. I'd hate to tell you, but your faith means nothing. Nothing. If you cannot reconcile... And I'm not saying we have to walk around hand in hand, buddy, buddy. But if we can at least make the effort to go before one another and hash out our differences. And hash out our differences and say, I understand. You see, it's easy to, to write a note. It's easy to hide behind a screen. But boy, it's hard to look at somebody in the face and say, I'm sorry, I've I've done wrong, please forgive me. It's easy, it's cowardly anymore. It's cowardly. But we got our own little safe space and we wanna sit down and talk about how great we are. It's all my brothers and sisters and I say that, brothers and sisters, mothers and daughters, fathers and sons. Look, you can say you forgive all you want, but with forgiveness comes reconciliation. Now, there are some people in this world that I will never have the opportunity to associate with again. And there's a whole lot of people out in this world who will never have the opportunity to associate with me again. But here's the reality. Even those people that were involved in my misdeeds, if they come to know the Lord, I say, welcome. We'll see each other soon. But I hold you no ill will. And my wife, who is, I think, a mighty woman, mighty Isha, She struggles with this, but the truth is, is that she understands greatly that if any one of these people who did her wrong bend their knee to the Lord, and in true humility and repentance say, Father, forgive me, for I have done wrong. Forgive me of my sins. Then guess what? She's gonna be right up there with them. Interesting. Interesting. You see, forgiveness is not just limited to those people that only kind of did 10 cent sins. It's, it's, it's expanded to those people that did some really bad sins, man. And you got to be ready for that. Now, I'm not saying I want to hang out with everybody in the world. There are some people that I just don't particularly care to hang out with but I don't not hang out with them out of malice or ill will. Sometimes it's just a personality conflict. Sometimes it's just a matter that we don't have anything to say to one another. And that's okay. Sometimes it's better to just be like, hey, you know what? How you doing brother? How is the this and the that? And the so and so. Hey, it's good to see you. God bless. We don't have to be chummy with everybody, but there is an understanding that we should not be malicious, that we should be able to at least reconcile, part off as brothers and sisters and not just be dismissive. And sometimes reconciliation is hard. It is. And maybe someday the Lord will put my words to action. Put me in front of places. Maybe. Maybe he'll put you in front of places. But I'll tell you one thing being able to reconcile with a brother or a sister certainly clears up any awkwardness at chance meetings. And I have had those as well. Because this world is a big place and it gets smaller every single day and can you imagine walking into an establishment or a shop or a place where somebody that you left on awkward principles what am i gonna do just ignore you you're a person you're a human being you are the image bearer of god we just going to sit awkwardly in silence next to one another i would rather say Hey, brother, it's good to see you again. And move along my way and have them uh, receive that well and say the same thing to me rather than awkwardly walk past one another like we don't know each other. I have been blessed. I have been privileged with forgiveness and reconciliation. And I hold no ill will. But I will say this, sometimes in our moral piety, sometimes in our zeal, we forget that forgiveness is more than just saying, oh, I'm sorry, and forgiveness is more than just saying I forgive you. Sometimes forgiveness means, hey, wrong has been done. And sometimes, depending on the circumstances, as in the case of me and certain associations. Good day. God bless. At least, part. And again, this is within the church where two brothers and two sisters or brothers and sisters will just dismiss one another. That is not the way. And this is not what the Lord would have us do. For we bend our knee to the same Lord. We bend our knee to the same God. Reconcile here and today with one another or reconcile in heaven either way. The Lord will have us reconciled. And we will be one with God. For that is what is promised. That is what has been prophesied. That is, that is what has been foretold to all of those who have humbled me and privileged me and shown more honor than I have ever been able to muster I say thank you thank you for your forgiveness thank you thank you for humbling me with reconciliation Thank you for taking the time out of your day and your life and the sacrifice that you made to say, you know what? Can't live without this. But it's only because you showed change, Sean. Thank you. And to those people that can't, I say, my door is opened. If you have something to say to me say it I will be happy to listen but let us do it kindness compassion mercy love and humility forgive me of my sins as I have forgiven you of yours as the Lord has forgiven us all thank you so very much for taking the time to listen Until next time, I say good day and God bless.